0: Drive with Goodman and Fry, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no pressure buying experience in Brookfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Terry.
1: Man, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome, to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Fry, watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at T. Fry, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale loan to the public, go to RMFP.com. Before we get to Game 6, Memorial Day is this weekend. And I know for you, it's a very important day because your father was in the military. My father was a P-38 fighter pilot in the Pacific, flew 67
2: missions, photo recon missions, Flew in over enemy targets, either alone or with one other plane, taking pictures of the, in advance of the bombing runs. He played on a Wisconsin team that had two of its star players killed in the Battle of Okinawa, and that's the subject of one of my books. But it's more importantly, an individual visit to Fort Logan National Cemetery on over the weekend and a salute to everybody who gave the ultimate
1: sacrifice. Well, I'm glad your father made it back for one specific reason. You would not be here. Had he not made it back. So your father making it back is a gift to all of us. He flew those three. He was in the service for four years in the middle of his college football career between his sophomore and junior year. Well, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad he made it back. And your father had quite a career with a number of teams, including the Denver Broncos. Time now for the lead.
0: The lead presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk.
1: All right, so here we go. Game six between the Avalanche and Blues. Game time starts at six o'clock. I don't think a lot of us thought this game was even going to be played, but here we are. And Jared Bednar said at his press conference today, uh, they addressed what happened in game five, especially the third period as an entire team. I hope they are not looking this as a team meeting because (laughs) no, I'm being serious because you know as well as I do. Players only team meetings are worse though. Well, you can only have a couple of
2: those per season, right? And we're sort of being serious actually. I'm I'm laughing, but I think it's absolutely true. Right. So what do you think they talked about? Just keep the foot on the keep the foot on the accelerator. Remember the identity of this team all year. I mean, they scored. Five or more goals in about a, one third of their games, so it's not like this is a was an habitual event uh, taking place again. That it, it was uncharacteristic. It was. It, I think they reacted because they were saying, "God, this is the playoffs. We have to play tighter here." No, just be what you are, and I think that message probably
1: got across. They, like the Edmonton Oilers, are an offensive-minded <laughs> team. They are constantly pushing the pace. Bet the over. Well, bet the over. You sh- well, we will talk about that a little bit later on in the show when we do our Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge. But they do need to keep pushing. They are not the type of team that backpedals well. That's not how they are constructed. They are an offensive-minded team. Now, if you told me that they had a team that consisted of uh, six Duncan Keiths, I don't mind doing no. that. But they don't have those type of players. McCarr is an offensive Defenseman, so is Taves. I think of him and watching him, I think of him driving forward, not skating backwards. Right, but that's what those guys were doing. And I certainly hope they learn their lesson, and I certainly hope that if they wind up building a lead in this game, it's all over. It better be. But I also think, uh, not to be a downer, but
2: I think they'll lose tonight. It's They're due for a home team to win a game in this series after game one was the only other one. And I think it's been... Uh, yeah, I believe in the actuarial table sometimes too. I just think it's due for a home team to win a game. I think it'll be a close game. I think the Avalanche will play well, which can happen. Yep. And you you lose. I mean, sometimes you play, you can play an okay game and lose. You know, the mark of this team, especially in January, was the games they didn't play particularly well, but they still won. Right. That's a sign of a good team. I think in the playoffs, you're not you're not playing, you're not playing uh, the Arizona Coyotes on a Tuesday night. In the playoffs, you're playing a team is if you don't have your A game, you're gonna get beat. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna play pretty well. I think they're gonna lose a conventional conventionally close game. The key issue here is the psyche of the goaltender, Mark Darcy Kemper, and whether how it leaves how this game leaves him moving forward to a game seven
1: or down the road in the rest of the playoffs. Do you envision a game being played more like game one of the series? In which, in my opinion, they dominated play. They didn't score as much as they probably should have, but they dominated the, the play. However, they only won by a goal. Or do you envision a game more like Game Two?
2: I envision a game more like Game Game Two. I think that it'll be a close a close game, competitive, and the uh, the Blues will pull it out. You know, maybe win. Maybe there is a point at which my prediction of four to two and an empty net goal looked pretty good, and the Avalanche blew it. So in this case, I think that's what will happen on uh, flipping the coin, flipping it 180 degrees. I think the Blues will win a close game, maybe an empty netter to make it 4-2.
1: Now, when you went to game five, uh, we talked about our predictions for the game, and I want you to know, I'm going to toot my own horn, uh, I was correct on the score. Yes. I-, I pulled a George Carlin, and I said, I'm going to give a partial score, Avalanche 4. And that's all I said. In Baltimore, I was
2: was accurate. And in Baltimore, it's seven sixteen.
1: You don't remember that part of the Carlin routine. Well, um, are you talking about the The, weather? You're talking about the the news, the hippy dippy weather. No, well, what he said was, what he said was, the weather at the airport (laughs) is seventy nine degrees, which is stupid because nobody lives at the airport. (laughs) Tonight's weather is dark. Continuing dark through the night with widely scattered light in the morning. Remember, if you don't like the weather, move. <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Well, I spent a lot of time grounded as a child sitting in the basement. And this is not an exaggeration. None of that. I just exaggerated, by the way. But all I did was sit in my basement as a child. I'm not kidding when I tell you this. Listening to George Carlin albums, Richard Pryor albums, and Steve Martin albums. And that AM and FM album, I know by rote. Did the neighbors call the police? Call the police on your parents? Uh, no, no. But but, um, I believe George Carlin did have a game show called "You Bet Your Parents." <laughs> <laughs> right? It's great to see him
2: uh, to, to very carefully chart out and do the research on when he's going to appear on the old Tonight
1: Shows that are replayed at. Uh, On Antana TV. Welcome to Divorce Game, (laughs) brought to you by National Van Lines. If you're breaking up a home, let National break it up for you. Okay, here are our contestants. Raul and Congolia Breckenridge. He's a pearl diver from Yuma, and she knits humorous cummerbunds. Okay, now it's time. Now it's time, Terry, for the alimony dartboard. (sighs) Cool it, ladies. The alimony dartboard. (whistles) $1,550 a week. That's a new divorce game record. Now it's time for the custody wheel. How many kids do you have, Congolia? Well, we have triplets, six, nine, and four. Okay, spin the custody wheel. None, you don't keep any. Mr. Breckenridge gets gets all the kids. What do you have to say about that, Mr. Breckenridge? Uh, I think we'll let her spin that wheel one more time. Nazem Kadri, Nice transition there. Thank you. Nazem Kadri. is going to be playing in front of that St. Louis crowd. I think it's fair to say that everyone is going to know what he went through. What kind of reception do you think he will get? You know, the answer to that question right now is I don't know and I'm intrigued
2: to find out. I would like to think that the, the worst of it started coming out on Tuesday morning when Ashley Kadri posted it on Instagram on the cat catty Instagram feed and she showed the screenshots of the most well the disgusting vile ugly right. unacceptable and you let's say you were at that game the night you were at the game in St. Louis game and board. you joined you joined in the denunciation even the middle finger middle finger salutes yep. and I'm wondering if you should step back and say now wait a minute And especially coupled with other things, you realize, hey, this is
1: a hockey game. Well, I think there are a couple of things. One, St. Louis is in the heartland. They are nice people who live there. But they are hockey fans, and fans are fans, and I get it. I think that, for lack of a better phrase, if in the last game David Perron would have poured gasoline on the fire Mm -hmm. and would have gone after Kadri in that game and everyone is just flying around punching each other because of Kadri, then I think he gets booed. I think the roaring flame that was a bonfire in game four is no longer a bonfire. It is smoldering coals. Could... Could
2: something cosmetic happen like Ryan O'Reilly shaking hands with him before the opening face-off in front of the crowd? Or does that diminish the hockey competitive spirit?
1: I don't think you do. I don't think you need to do that before the game. I don't think that's necessary. I don't think you need to overplay it. At least I wouldn't. If I'm Ryan O'Reilly, I wouldn't go out of my way to shake his hand, just like I wouldn't go out of my way to shake uh, Gabriel Landeskog's hat. Mm -hmm. I mean, both those guys are captains. But after the game is over, if indeed the avalanche go on to win, I don't think there will be any problems in that line and as a matter of fact if i'm a betting man but somebody would have to give me odds Mm -hmm. okay somebody would have to give me odds i think there is a handshake between kadri and barubi and they have a conversation for at least five seconds what if jordan bennington in
2: street clothes is in that line why would he be does that i think it's it's it happens quite often street street clothes guys
1: the injured player. Would, would an injured player I could be, be wrong that about line? that. I,
2: th- I, th- I think an injured player can be in the line in street clothes.
1: Yeah, I don't know if they really want to put Bennington in that situation. I mean, I suppose they could. I could be wrong about that. I'm yeah, sure I'm, there may be someone can point, point yeah. it out if I'm wrong. All right, coming up after the break, Colin Kaepernick got to work out with the Raiders. There are also a couple of other teams that might be interested in Kaepernick. Should the Broncos be one of them? That's next.
3: It's a human song. I said I love you for life,
0: but I just sold our house We were kids at the start, I guess we're grown-ups now couldn't ever imagine even having doubts But not everything works out Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry Presented by Silter Har Mazda A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield At Silter Har Mazda Find them at sthmazda.com Live from the Sasquatch Casino And Wildcard Casino Sports Desk Here's Eric and Terry
1: And welcome back, Goodman and Fry Watch us, MyLifeSports.com You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T Fry at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda, loaded with inventory. Unlike a lot of other places in town, you can get the right car at the right price. They have a lot of different models you can choose from. Mazda CX5, great ride. How about the Mazda CX30? A small crossover SUV, all-wheel drive, leather trim seats, 32 miles to the gallon with gas prices being so high. 32 miles a gallon sounds pretty good, don't you think? Take one for a test drive today. You won't be disappointed. Siltahar Mazda and Siltahar Motors, a family-owned business that's been around for over 60 years, serving Colorado families. Head on up there to Broomfield to go to sthmazda.com. By the way, Danny taking the day off today. Nolan filling in. Stunningly, he is wearing his St. Louis Cardinals hat. Shocker, right? I know. What do you think about the game tonight? You're I- a big Blues fan. I'm. <laughs> I know who you're rooting for.
3: If they hadn't won Game Five, I wouldn't be upset that the series was over. I am tired of just talking about the whole narrative between Bennington and everything else. Now that we won Game Five, and now the Game Six is in St. Louis, I think there's a good chance we go to Game Seven, and then everybody knows Game Seven is a crapshoot.
2: You know, anything can happen in a Game Seven. It's the hard, the fourth win is the hardest one in a series, and, you, and
1: that, it, it all depends on whether a goaltender stands on his head. Yeah. Well, see, this is the thing about losing that game five in a game that they blew that is on them. So if they lose this game, their margin for error is small. And that's why keeping their foot on the gas in game five was so important. I know what has happened historically. And by the way, I am not a guy that looks back at things historically. You don't think they're capable of turning the page? Are the seeds of doubt been so planted so heavily it will be paralyzing? I, I don't think. I, I don't think that I don't. I don't think it's a situation where they can't overcome it. What I'm saying is, they are on the road. They have been perfect on the road. The law of averages suggests eventually, eventually, they're going to lose on the road. So if they wind up losing this game, then their margin for error is a a bouncing puck the wrong but, well, way it, past
2: Kemper. But it's, it's a game seven, and that that margin
1: of error is there for both teams. I understand that, but honestly, and you might very well disagree with me the pressure is on the blues i get it there's pressure on both teams but there's no way unless you are not human and you are a robot knowing that you have been knocked out in the second you're round you're summoning of the uh,
2: second round four times in a row albatross if they lose the series
1: well and it's a 3-1 lead in the series there, and let's see how tonight's game goes. Well, that happened in Nathan McKinnon's rookie year
2: when they blew a 3-1 to one lead against the Minnesota Wild and ended right. up losing Game 7 at home in overtime. That's letting
1: it go to the well. To the uh, so the two, ultimate anything can happen. So you have two bits of history here. One, McKinnon has experienced it. Number two, a lot of these guys have experienced getting knocked out in the second round three times in a row. I think mentally, you know you, this series should be over. And now suddenly it's 3-3. But they're confident enough dating back, and it's
2: entrenched in them. They're confident enough to know they can win. They, they can they can turn that page and win this series, and I think that's exactly what will happen. The, I, I, you know, I, anybody who wins the Stanley Cup is going to have some negative experiences throughout the physical and relentless pressure of the playoffs.
1: I, I Okay, L- let me put it to you this way. <clears throat> I don't believe in history in the sense of the, the Avs have lost all of these Game 7s or haven't been to the Western Conference Finals since 2002. What happened in 2002 has nothing to do with this team. However, history...
2: It's an anecdotal, it's an anecdotal example right. that, that sheds some light on what can happen. And even a really good team, a really good team, the one thought of as the best in Avalanche history, right, can struggle in the playoffs, even with the
1: even with the greatest goalie, money goalie of all time, but there's something to be said that there are more than a few guys on that 2001 team that have championship medal. Yes, there's nobody on this team that has worn an Av sweater that has that championship medal. All they have is disappointment year after year after year, underachieving.
2: They'll they'll
1: overcome that.
2: This team, I'm not this, saying they this won't. team is exceptional. Is is has got has improved since those days. It's on the
1: rise, and they'll be all right. Oh, I'm not saying that they're not going to win the series. What I'm saying is they don't have positive history on their side where they can say, we've done this before, because they haven't.
2: The Blues won in 2019, so you're saying that that lingers in this series? It affects this
1: series? No, I, I I, I don't think this has anything to do with the Blues being a championship team. I'm saying... When something goes wrong, in, I'll just spread it out to life. Mm -hmm. When something goes wrong in life and you have the history and you have the scars of knowing you have overcome something, I believe that gives you confidence. When you have scars and you've never overcome it, I think there's a small seed of doubt in your head. There's fewer players who have been through all four of those than you might think. Oh, I'm not suggesting there are a lot. I'm not suggesting that at all. However, there are a couple of guys who are very important to this team that have Johnson, McKinnon. and McKinnon, and those are your leaders. Those are your leaders.
2: Are you questioning the medal of their leadership? I'm I, no. I'm I, not. No. Gabe Landeskog has been pretty darn good in the playoffs, and I think he's playing. He's playing with lingering effects of his knee surgery. No question. He's not. He's not taking some morning skates. He's and then he they say oh, it's just maintenance. Well, no. I I'm not sure. I believe that. But more power to him. For to him for playing, but he's, he's
1: actually showing a lot of metal getting in front of the net. I am not suggesting that, that their leadership isn't there. What I am not suggesting, but stating as a matter of fact is McKinnon, Landeskog, and Johnson have known nothing but heartache. KT Comfort. Fine. They have known nothing but heartache. They have no idea how to Draw from their past and say, I have proof we have overcome this. I've been there. I know what it's like and I know how to get us over the hump. None of them Nathan can say McKinnon
2: that. Nathan McKinnon did it in major, major Junior with Halifax. That has,
1: okay, that has, in my opinion, nothing to do with that. This yes, is. It
2: I think it, it implants a mental a mental precedent in having been through it. Major Junior hockey in the Quebec Major Junior
1: Hockey League is pretty good. That's fine. We it's can, a big deal up there. There's pressure on those. We games. can respectfully disagree with each other. I'm talking about wearing this sweater with these teammates, these leaders. No one can point to something on the wall that says we have overcome this. Actually, that was a cheap stunt and, and to, then, try, and to that,
2: get, try to get the nickname Mooseheads in there. Right. I think it has to, be on, has to be on every show that
1: discusses hockey. What I will tell you is, is that if this does go to a Game 7, Ryan O'Reilly can look at his guys and say, we've been here before and we've busted through the door. The Avs can't say that. And it it is a step. I'm not saying they won't win game seven if it goes to a game seven. I'm saying O'Reilly could look at his guys and say, many of us have been here before. This is nothing to us because we have won a championship. This is the second round. We have won a title. That's mental gamesmanship. I don't think it's. I don't.
2: I think they'll, the fact that they're just a better team than the Blues will be, will outweigh all those mental gymnastics. Well. And you saw it a little bit this morning. Jared Bednar, I think in his news conference, um, tried to make Darcy Kemper sound like
1: uh, Patrick Waugh or Martin Brodeur. Well, that's not. Well, you know what? Um, then he's not only lying to the media and lying to the he fans. He's saying he's capable of doing that. Well, he's not. I got news for you. He's not at all. But if you're a coach, don't you, you, aren't you very conscious of building up your goaltender's ego? That's fine. But, you, but every guy in that locker room knows he's lying. The eyes were rolling wouldn't your eyes be rolling? Yeah, probably. Okay. So you're... you're, But but the the switch... I know you understand why he's going out there and doing it. Yes. I get it. But But he's going out there and lying. But the switch could flip. Jordan
2: Bennington came out literally out of nowhere in 2019 to lead that team to the Stanley Cup. That's good. Because Uh, of
1: some fluky circumstances. That's fine. But here's the difference between Bennington and Kemper. Kemper has had nine playoff games, and he's been marginal in all of them. He has shown nothing that he has the medal to be a Stanley Cup backstop. I'm, I'm not necessarily
2: disagreeing with you. I'm saying the switch can flip. Can. And, and, and often in unlikely guys. I mean, there are there sometimes there are guys who you just come out of nowhere and all of a sudden the switch flips. And, and, and at times, it's very short-lived. It's a, it's a short stay in the sunlight. Well, look at the Rangers goalie. One of, the best in
1: the, yeah, one of the best in the league the entire season gets lit up by Crosby and Malkin in the opening round. And how is he done against the Hurricanes? He lost yesterday. Yeah. Two to one. He lost two to one. But, so he flipped a switch going into the next series. Right now, Darcy Kemper has been nothing short of marginal. And calling him marginal and is kind. And Shisterkin of the Rangers? Are you going to throw what
2: their overall no, numbers are? No, I'm just saying. Who's
1: been better? Are you suggesting? That no, Kemper's I'm saying been
2: he's, he's he's one of the best goalies in the league. That's right. Dar-
1: Darcy Kemper is
2: is okay.
1: He's okay. Look, this, from day one, this was
2: acknowledged. From the day he walked into the door, that he was the potential Achilles, and they were putting a lot of faith in him. After Grubauer decided to take the Seattle Crash. and now we're seeing it.
1: Unfortunately, this is playing out in front of all of us. And that, that final goal that he gave up in overtime, I'm sorry. That's and I waved at it. That is inexcusable. That's, Tyler, that's Tyler inexcusable. Tyler Bozak's long shot. That is inexcusable. And the fact that he keeps coughing up rebounds and mm-hmm. giving the Blues second chances, I just don't see that part of his game changing. Well, That's also that's who part, he is.
2: That's also part of why you can even defend Nazem Kadri for the collision. The puck was loose on a rebound.
1: Right. And he was going for it. Right. I mean, I've never played ice hockey certainly at that level, but when you are playing defense in front of him, it's got to be in the back of your mind that man. I don't feel very confident in the guy behind me, so I better do a hold on, I better do a little bit more. And when you start doing a little bit more and getting out of your game, that's where mistakes well, happen. Well, here's here's where it can be disabling for a hockey
2: team. The, the way the avalanche played, the defensemen have give, been given the mandate, carte blanche, permission, however you want to put it, to jump in the play. If it, if seeds of doubt are planted planted in their heads, that if they continue to follow that mandate, right. the guy behind him right. won't cover up for their aggressiveness. Right. That and that could be that could maybe that has something to do. That with That is
1: it. paralyzing, isn't it? And maybe it had something to do with them putting the brakes on a little bit the other night. No, I think I think that was a group effort to me. We can agree to disagree. Uh, That is 100 percent on Bednar. Steve Conroy from the NHL Network is going to be joining us at five o'clock. He and I had a conversation about that, and I'm looking forward to you hearing what he has to say about that as well. Coming up after the break every Friday on the show, we do the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty, Cal, Kate and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. The lines for this game look eerily familiar to every single line we have seen through the opening five games. If you don't know what the lines are, we will tell you which side are we picking on. I have a feeling I know what Terry's going to do. That's next.
2: The world that was smiling when I turned.
0: Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry Presented by Silter Har Mazda A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield At Silter Har Mazda Find them at sthmazda.com Live from the Sasquatch Casino And Wildcard Casino Sports Desk Here's Eric and Terry Welcome back Afternoon Drive Goodman
1: and Fry Watch us at You can reach us Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at T. Fry at Eric Goodman. You're looking for wholesale loan to the public at rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending.
0: What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Every Friday on the show, we do
1: the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty, Kate, and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. Lines for the Avs Blues have been pretty consistent throughout. If I'm not mistaken, every single game has been the same line. Avs, once again, goal and a half favorites tonight, and the over-under is six and a half goals. Are you taking the Avs and giving the goals? I'm taking the Avs and giving the goals. You're and taking I, the abs to win. You've I'm, been saying the entire know, time I'm you're kidding. taking the blues. I'm
2: kidding. I think the I, I will take
1: uh, the, I will take the blues. Yeah. For, and to end the goals. Okay. And I, I believe the abs are the better team. And if they wind up building a lead, I think that they will keep it this time. I cannot imagine they'd collapse again. If they do, there is a serious mental problem with this team. Where they do not have a killer instinct And that would make me worry long term If I am Joe Sackick Long term, not just this season Long term, that they don't have the right guys To get over the hump Over, under, what are you thinking? I'm thinking over
2: because if the Blues win It'll be because Darcy Kemper's rotten
1: Well, what are the odds That Darcy Kemper's going to be rotten? pretty good You think he's going to be pretty good in this game? No, I said rotten So you think he's going to be rotten again? Yes I think there's going to be a bunch of goals scored, and the Blues will win. Okay. I will take the over as well. Guys, what do you think? Nathan McKinnon, these are your choices for a $100 bet. McKinnon is going to earn you 164 bucks on a $100 bet to have one and a half points or more. Same $100 bet. If he has less than one and a half points, $64.51. What are you taking? In line with this kind of
2: thinking, I'm going to say I'll, I'll, take, I'll take less than a, less than one-and-a-half points. You just said there's going to be a lot of goals scored. In I know, but I'm saying Nathan McKinnon, less than a goal-and-a-half.
1: A point a point and and a half. A point-and-a-half. Point-and-a-half. Less than a point-and-a-half. So for all the scoring that you believe is going to happen in this game, you don't think McKinnon's going to play a no, major role on, the, no, on the score sheet? Not, no, I don't. I would I would absolutely take McKinnon and a point-and-a-half over. Okay, so... Uh, I, I think he's going to be involved a lot after the way he played in the last game. I cannot imagine he is not going to be a driving force. But I'm talking game.
2: about the Blues scoring against Kemper. I think in this case he had the dream. But the question game. is about McKinnon. I know. Yeah, but he, I'm saying that that in my mind means he will have a,
1: he'll have an off game himself. So what do you think the final score is going to be? Oh, uh, I think uh, you're making it sound like it's going to be five to two Blues. Four to two Blues. Are you including an empty netter in there? Yeah. Well, then it's a close game. Then it's a 3-2 game. But that's a bunch of goals. Okay. Okay, so we know McKinnon finally got some pep in his step in the last game, netting that hat trick. And I got to tell you, what a shame that they didn't win this game for a number of reasons. One, we're talking about tonight's game. But number two, if they would have won that game, this would have gone down. An all-time goal. It would have gone down as one of the greatest goals in Avalanche
2: history. It still was, but it's not going to go down at that because of the attention
1: it it did not grab. And it won't be remembered the same. Just like had Kadri scored that hat trick and they lost, yes, it would be remembered, but not the same. It's about winning. I mean, generally speaking, there are guys in the Super Bowl who have tremendous games, but it's overlooked Mm because their team lost. It's unfortunate that McKinnon's heroics will be overshadowed by, well, they lost the game, so well, what he, does it matter? He came in and was the
2: designated spokesman for the team that night with Gabe Landiscott and poo-pooed the idea of, of him having the terrific night, saying what you're supposed to say. It doesn't matter because I won. feel badly for him,
1: honestly, that, that he has to downplay a
2: tremendous but performance. My point is I think he's going to be showing that to his kids someday. I mean, the, the sting of actually losing that game will... Participate, depending on what happens in the rest of the playoffs of course and
1: i think he's going to remember it himself as one of the highlights of his career. you know what uh, it's not that it's not that i don't agree with you you don't want to show your kids losses under any circumstance
2: well, you don't have to say we lost the game you say here's a here's a goal daddy
1: scored well listen uh, most kids are on the phone by the age of four <laughs> they, they can they can see what the final score was i don't think he's going to prop that up oh i do i don't because it was a loss. And honestly, the great athletes, the really great athletes look more at wins and losses. Than okay, their but stats. I don't see anything wrong
2: with celebrating that no. as a great accomplishment and separating it from the win and the loss. You know, it, yes, he was not acting when he was downcast because I believe he was regretting that it came in a loss, obviously. But I think in this case, it's someday he will,
1: he will consider it one of the treasures of his career. I'll, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Let I'm, I'm a good golfer, I'm not a great golfer. But let's say for the sake of argument I'm playing in a golf tournament and it's head to head, it's it, it's you know, heads up, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, match play. And <clears throat> I lose to somebody by 9 strokes. Okay? Yeah. But I hit a hole in one. I'm not bragging about Oh, come I'm on.
2: Telling you. I I don't believe that. I'm not I'm sorry, I'm just like, whoa. Why would no, I, a hole-in-one, you you wouldn't celebrate, you wouldn't consider a hole-in-one prize I would, just because it was in a match that you lost. I would celebrate it when it happened. Would you as, get the golf ball put on a put on a stand or anything like that? No, honestly, because I would have
1: lost the match. I'm telling, well, first of all, why would I lie to you? I'm not saying you I'm are, t- I'm, I'm t- just t- saying t- I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not asking you to be sure. I'm not asking you to okay. validate my opinion. I'm not asking you to validate how I feel. I'm telling you. This is how I feel. Okay, that's what I would do. Let me know when you get a hole in one, and we can see how you react. Depending on
2: if you're in a regular foursome, is it still worth? Absolutely. It worth it?
1: Okay. I'm saying if I'm in a tournament and I am match play against somebody, and I am just rotten, double bogey, triple bogey, most of the round, I get my ass handed to me. Yet I hit a hole in one. Yes, I hit a hole in one, and that that's that's a cool accomplishment. Were you expected to win this tournament? Is it, is it a great disappointment that you don't? I think yeah. so many things got yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's a great disappointment that, that I didn't. I'll t- okay. I'll tell you a story real quick about a buddy of mine. I used to work with in Atlanta at CNN Are you a golfer, Nolan? I'm a putt putter. Okay, so maybe you'll appreciate the story. Do you golf at all? No, not anymore. Okay, then I you, gave it up. I threw the clubs into the lake. You you'll you'll appreciate this. So, a buddy of mine, Larry. He was a fellow anchor of mine. He was in a charity golf tournament and he hit a hole in one. And they gave him a plaque, a picture of the hole, and on the plaque it read the name of the golf tournament, his name, the hole, the yardage, and the club that he used. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he walks into the station <clears throat> like he just won the lottery and he is showing that plaque to everyone everyone and we're all looking at it going Larry I don't I don't think I'd be you know parading that thing around now remember he got a hole in one yeah he got a hole in one yes the hole was 140 (laughs) yards and he used a five iron (laughs) and we're like dude you might want to put that in the basement because you don't want anyone to know that on a 140 yard hole that Generally speaking, you should be using an eight or a nine iron or in some cases a wedge, and you used a five iron? Is it possible to alter the plaque, the little plaque thing? And he was toting it around like a newborn baby. So with that, are you proud of that plaque, even though you got a hole-in-one? Oh, you beat the odds. That's not what I asked. Are you putting that up front and center in your living room that you got a hole-in-one with a five iron on a 140-yard hole? Maybe you have a sense of humor and view it as self-deprecation. No, there's, no self, there's more self-defecation than self-deprecation <laughs> if I hit a hole-in-one with a five-iron on a 140-yard hole. What do we have coming
3: up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Uh, last night in the NBA, we saw one team punch their ticket to the finals. Another team can do that tonight here in the Eastern Conference Finals between the Celtics and the Heat. Uh, that and much more coming up on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Fry.
0: I hop up the plane at LAX with a dream, my again. Welcome to the land of fame access. Except-
1: Eric Goodman, if you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to rmfp.com. Time now for the final word.
0: The final word presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two for one wine, well and drafts from 3 until 7pm. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running or order online
3: at ArgonautWicker.com just in case you missed it last night, the Golden State Warriors defeated the Dallas Mavericks, 120 to 110. And uh, so, big shout out to the Warriors, a lot of team that a lot of people didn't realize had a chance at winning this series when the playoffs started. Now they're winning the Western Conference Finals, so big Shout out to them. But the question now remains with the Dallas Mavericks. You know, we saw this team fail to get out of the first round the previous few years in the playoffs. Do
1: me a favor, turn down the music a little bit, Nolan. Okay. There we go We good? Yeah, now cool. we can hear you Sorry
3: about that It's alright, don't worry about it this game.
1: You're uh, Danny's back on Tuesday, right? Hopefully Hopefully he is right paid. I know he's at a concert right now Let's hope he makes it back
3: Let's <laughs> so, hope uh, But with the Mavericks We've uh, failed to see them Get out of the first round Up until this year Now they're in the Western Conference Finals But lose 5-1 to the Warriors 4-1 Is this, is this as far as they go? Or can their current Roster construction Take them further In the next few years?
2: Well, did you notice the the most jarring thing about that? Then I'll get to that. The most jarring thing about that was the trophy ceremony with the Magic Johnson Conference Championship Trophy and the Oscar Robertson MVP. It was like they'd won something. Right. I I was really kind of... Yeah, but you know what? For for, hats
1: and T-shirts and... Well, it's it's NBA, and it's NBA trying to make a big deal out of it. Believe me, for a team that's won multiple titles with Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green, uh, I don't think in their basement they're going to be uh, framing <laughs> their T-shirt and their hat. They will be doing it with the World Championship stuff that they
2: have. Yes, they've got it to back together. If Clay Thompson keeps together, I think they're they're just going to romp.
1: Well, you asked about Dells. Is this as far as they can go?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Like the current roster. Condition. Yeah,
1: this is as far as they can go because Luka needs some help. He can't be a one man show. Just like Jokic can't be a one man show, but he has help on the way. With Jamal Murray and we'll see with Michael Porter Jr. All due respect to CU Spencer Dinwiddie he is not a Robin to Doncic's Batman. He's it's not.
2: A, and I, I read the story where there, Dallas was talking about debating on how much they need to bring in how, how to and how much to bring in around Doncic. And the answer is that he
1: needs a lot of help. There's no question just like Jokic needed a lot of help. But I will say this Jokic, he won one game against the Warriors, and Doncic, he won one game against the Warriors. Whose roster is better? Next year, the Nuggets roster is better. Whose roster is better even, this year? Even, even without Michael Porter Jr. if he isn't healthy enough to play. Yeah, because Jamal Murray is a Robin. Uh they don't have that guy on their roster. They Who, don't have that guy. Who's who's the butler? I don't know. I can I think about that and get back yeah. to you? Okay.
3: Uh, just in case you missed it, on the other side of the, onto the Eastern Conference Finals, uh, tipping off at six thirty, Game Six of the Eastern Conference Finals, Boston uh, with Jason uh, Jason Tatum uh, going up against Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat. Uh, do you think the Celtics clean it out tonight? Or does Jimmy Butler and the Heat force Game 7? Jimmy Butler can
1: play great and he don't win. So I think in this case, it's going to be the Celtics winning easily. Celtics are the better team. The game is in Boston tonight, correct? Yes. You would think that Boston could close it out tonight. I, I will always pick the better team. I was wrong on Calgary. Or as they say, Calgary. Calgary. The Calgary organization. I thought Calgary was a better team. I was wrong on that. We'll see about Boston. They're a very good defensive team and they have enough offensive weapons. So I think, I think it'll be Boston against the yes, Warriors. I, I agree.
3: And if you are the Golden State Warriors, who would you rather play, play between the Celtics and the Heat?
1: I'd rather play the Heat because the Heat aren't as... Listen, Tyler Harrow not being in the game or not playing the last couple of games, that has been you know a challenge for them in order to score. Boston is, the, in my opinion, the better defensive team when you combine defense and offense. I think that they give... The Warriors more problems. Plus, if Marcus Smart is healthy, I would absolutely put Marcus. I'd have no problems putting him on Steph Curry or Clay Thompson.
2: No. I def- I'd definitely be wanting to play the Heat if, yeah, if I were the Warriors. And there's for the very same reasons there. Yeah,
1: Jimmy Butler is a terrific defensive player, but Jimmy Butler isn't a point guard.
2: But we always ask the guys,
1: we always say, guard curry.
2: we always ask people, well, who would you rather play? And we, they never answer the question. They,
1: they shouldn't just... answer the question because if they wind up playing the other team, you just give, you've just given them Bolton board. board. Yeah. Oh, you
2: wanted to play us. So I, I guess it's kind of, so we, we ask that question. The, the biggest farcical part of it is we ask that question. And I say we, because I've been part of it. We say, we ask that question and we've never, ever, ever, ever gotten an honest answer.
1: I'll, I'll, I want to go back to the ABS real quick. I'll ask both of you guys. I think it's very important for the NHL for the Avalanche to win this series because Connor McDavid has had a difficult time getting out of the first round. We saw what he did yesterday, Mm -hmm. and I think the NHL wants the United States to see Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon going head-to-head in a big series. No, it's not the Stanley Cup Final. But it's the Western Conference Finals, and it'll be two superstars
2: going head to head. I don't have any disagreement with that. Uh, they also like having the idea of a Canadian team and a U.S. team in a showcase series. But because, you have because it's such it is such a marquee event up in Canada that it that it's uh, real. I realize we're not talking about the same numbers, but right. the vehemence and the interest is
1: is just off the chart. But you have the best player in the game buried up in Alberta on the west coast the people on the east coast in the central time zone generally speaking don't see and now he will be on the national stage for everyone to witness just how great he is and oh let's not forget about mckinnon but think about this for a second this is why the avalanche it's a shame they didn't win game five because think about how that game would have ended with mckinnon with a hat trick with that Mm -hmm. end-to-end gilbert perot end-to-end rush and then you have Connor mcdavid ending the game in overtime. How fitting would that have been? The two stars clashing head-to-head, game one in the Western Conference Finals. But it didn't end that way. And the final game of that Calgary-Edmonton battle of Alberta was just like
2: nuts. Right. And I mean, so anybody who watched it was entertained when there were four goals in, what, 71 seconds.
1: But I think Gary Bettman would love nothing more, certainly to have Connor McDavid on the main stage in the Western Conference Finals. Four teams left. But you want it to be... Listen, all due respect to David Perron and, and, and the rest of their 920 goal scores, you <laughs> want it to be Nathan McKinnon. Gary, you just do. Gary Bedman would want Chicago and New York. I understand that. But you know what? There might... Chicago and New York would be great for television I ratings. I say Los Angeles, but L.A. doesn't care about hockey. Listen, I agree with you in terms of television ratings. However, the best player in your league, however many years mm-hmm. running, is finally being spotlighted. I agree with, with that. With all, with all due respect to uh, Patrick Kane and uh, Taves with the Blackhawks. Jonathan Taves. Yeah, all due respect, they are not Connor McDavid. Now, the marquee player in the NHL is finally going to have the spotlight on him, and that's what you want. I understand market size. I get that. But you want your marquee player in a marquee game. Yeah, if they could either, either uh, McDaniel, I mean... McDavid.
0: <laughs>
2: mcdavid (laughs) connor mcdavid or austin austin matthews if you got either one of those in the final series the nhl would be happy from that
1: and toronto is a major market all right that was argonaut wine and liquor not argonaut wine and liquor that was mountain high appliance just in case you missed it if you're looking for something to fit your budget if you're looking for something high-end highly recommend mountain high appliance mandy my fiance she got a stackable washer and dryer from there Great price. Couldn't be any happier with the customer service. Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, very excited to have a longtime friend of mine, Steve Conroy, longtime NHL player. And now with the NHL Network to preview tonight's game.